goodies, Heather here, HGA Media. Uh, did you catch my previous episode? Let's talk about finding God the Creator in everywhere, everything, in every aspect. I did want to take the time to talk about those moments in life where you really feel that divinity is absent. We've all had those moments where we ask, where is God? And I went over that in my previous episode. But now I'm going to focus a little bit more on our own journey, the journey of the self through life. As a psychic medium, I am very, very aware of the struggles that people go through in this life and the hereafter. I am familiar with understanding that although transitions can be painful, they are necessary. How do people... How do people live that way? How do people go through life knowing knowing the consequences of certain things yet they still choose to do so Um, they still choose to engage in things that are harmful and and at what point do they understand that when do they reach that epiphany that moment of clarity that moment of sudden realization that you're not living in alignment to your highest good to your higher self to your purpose how do you know if what you are doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing in this life. One of the services I offer is a past life tarot reading and an Akashic tarot reading. They actually go hand in hand. It's to understand your soul purpose, why you are here. That's the biggest question we all ask ourselves, is why are we here? Why do we go through the things we do? Why, why, why do bad things happen? Why do good things happen? Because you can't have one without the other. That's through a limited perception, but nevertheless, that's how it is. What if I told you that we all serve a purpose? That's not too far-fetched. What if I told you that everything indeed does happen for a reason, only you're not meant to know the reason. Why? Because it's not part of your path or journey to know the reason, but you are being literally guided away from something or steered in another direction. How so? Are you talking about the grand design? Ugh. You're talking about fate and destiny. I thought we'd make our own luck. gives you this ideology of power? Is it your career? Is it where you stand in your family? Are you the provider? That makes sense. Most people
people can go through life without ever experiencing a harmful or traumatic moment? Why are they spared from the plights of the dark side of the harmful moment that so many other people go through? Why, why, why not them? Huh? That's right, get angry. You know what I went through? I'm not trying to keep anyone in a place of, of a negative thinking pattern, but let, let's be real about it. There are so many people who say, well, she has no idea what I went through. How dare she be so happy? How dare you walk out and live your life? Oh, there's people who think that way. Trust and believe in that. Did you ever ask what makes, what makes them think that way? people in this life who you will always be guided away from constantly no matter what you do no matter what you say you're not meant to be around them deal with it oh my goodness why because there's a divine order to things you say as if you speak of what you know i speak of what i know and i'm telling you that there's a divine order to things how do you know that because all the texts that came before me before i was even born say it i live it I'm living proof of it. There's other people who are just like me who are living proof of it. Every time you get a synchronicity, hello? Those numbers can't be messed with. You know when they're genuine and you know when they're not. You'll know when it's coincidence. And you'll know when it's meant to tell you something. Signs, omens. Good and bad. That is the title of this episode. Why? Because there are times where we will be in a moment where we need guidance. Where we find God. Or divinity. When? Hmm. There's multiple times in life where you will find guidance. It could be in the form of a person. It could be a form of a loved one. If you're like me, it could be an ancestor. And when I say like me, I mean psychic medium. If you're a spiritualist, it, you, you'll you'll pick up on all of it on, on which ways these signs come through. Sometimes there are people who literally will drive past a billboard that literally says, "Please turn back. Do not do this. Stop what you're doing. You're misaligned. You're causing harm." Or you're trying to directly influence something that does not need your input. What? Oh yeah. That's happened. Why is it that some people just understand and other people don't? Why are you constantly comparing yourself to other people? Did you ever ask yourself that question? That's the biggest problem people have in spirituality, in religion, and even in types of education. You compare yourself to someone else, can you not? I'm not coming at you as a way to just peg at your ego. I'm speaking to you in this way to remind you that you are your own person. You are your own unique person. There is no one else like you living, breathing right now in this time that is just like you. Impossible. Why do you give your power to other people? You do that. You don't realize it. The second that you compare your journey to someone else's journey, you have no power over your journey. I could, if I was a, manip- a manipulative or malevolent person or a harmful person, I could just 
That easy, huh? It's frightening, isn't it? Let that resonate for a little bit. Think about in times in life where you've been manipulative or you were manipulated. It's not supposed to feel good, so just say, just own that notion right off the bat. It doesn't feel good. Now, if you were the person who was manipulated, can you go back to the point in time where you realize in that moment that an information that was presented to you was false? Because that's manipulation. You're, you're, you're trying to hide something. When did that happen? Alright. So you figured out that moment. What happened after that you knew was the hard truth? The real truth got out. You found it. You had a moment of clarity, a revelation, whatever you want to call it. When did that happen? Okay. You should no longer be talking or dealing with the person who caused you, who did the manipulation. At that point in time, after you've gotten the revelation, the answers you needed that answered the pressing questions that were telling you how to make an informed decision that had led you astray from your path, right? Because that's what manipulation does. You cannot control a manipulator, but you can literally ostracize them and keep them out of your life. I have done this several times throughout my life. There are so many people who have done that. It's a form of self-care. It's a a form of self-love. There are people out there who just can't help it. Ew. Makes you not want to leave your house, huh? Now, what does this have to do with God? What does this have to do with Creator? That's what you were talking about before. And you're saying God's everywhere. So where's God in that? The part of you that makes your heart sink into your stomach when you hear something that is false, that is when you are tuned to your body. When I experience that sensation, this has nothing to do with being psychic. This has to do with being a person, being human. When I feel that... I know that I am surrounded by something that I don't need. I I don't need that. There's no other intelligent way to say it. It's right there. I don't need that. Therefore, you're not in my life. Get out. No problem. No problem showing someone the door who who can create that feeling in a person. Check with yourself. Can you think back to a moment in time where you felt that? You get a little nauseous. People can say that's anxiety, but just hang on a second before we get into the classification. Oh, by the way, I'm not a certified medical professional. If you feel any type of mental health issues surfacing, anxiety disorders, or you're physically unwell, please contact your doctor or emergency services. Anyways, back to the podcast. Had to say it. Think back to a time where you felt that. Can you? one thing to disagree with someone it's another when they innately disturb you think about it a little bit more anybody that causes a physical sensation 
that you can know emotionally, but you cannot reason with logically, is someone who definitely shouldn't be in your life. And that's not just anxiety. That's that innate wisdom, that intuition that is telling you like, whoop, whoop, nope, nope, get that person away from you. No, 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 you need to not. There's a difference between nervousness and literally encountering something that is not meant to be a part of your life. There's a lot of people who talk about this. Uh, you'll feel, you'll hear about it in soulmate journeys, twin flame journeys. You'll find in soul family journeys. All, all within that context, you'll pick that up. What is that? That is what I like to call your... I don't want to say it's your intuition fully, but that is the innate function of the ego. I have said in multiple episodes in my podcast, on video, on my page, your ego's primary functions are creation, stability, safety, protection, all that. So one of the cool things about ego is it teaches you to survive. This is instinct, predator, prey type of uh, ideology. So we're, we're going to take it back to... Uh, to gatherers and hunters, things like that. We still have that ability within us, biologically. Don't believe me? Look it up. There are some people who are keen on their on their instincts. They're very good. You might find them um, in positions of powers in society. They're good at what they do. Mm-hmm. There are some people who have that ability in other ways and they are um, uh, usually people who offer guidance in many essence people who are psychic mediums people who are counselors therapists doctors all that very good at what they do all right so now now you're picking up that whole the role you play i'm gonna read something okay and you're going to kind of tell me a little bit I guess in response uh, uh, how you feel uh, this has to deal with Wicca and I want to I want to read this part a dedication is a sacred ceremony in which a Wiccan formally states his or her intent to follow the spiritual path of Wicca and to serve the old ones that's uh, the goddess and the god uh, traditionally a dedication is performed under the light of a full moon however many Wiccans dedicate themselves in a Sabbath ritual on their birthday or as part of a formal initiation rite depending upon individual coven tradition so you can be solitary or be part of a group there are times where you will experience a like-minded environment when you are in a like-minded environment you must be careful in who you call your leader Ooh. What are you getting at? I'm telling you that when you're in a like-minded environment, you barely, it's fairly rare you face opposition. Okay? So that's, that's the problem in a lot of uh, debates and conversations um, that try to resolve an issue. Because everyone that thinks alike, the, the issue gets solved in the way that they know. You are given these abilities as biologically, you're a human, okay? 
to be able to navigate the life you lead without the aid of technology. Problem is, technology is dominant, therefore you're forgetting how to use these instincts that your ancestors and every human that walked before you use no problem. So in many ways, we are smarter than we've ever been, but we really are lacking intelligence in terms of how to navigate Earth's landscape. It's a wonderful place we all live on. There are cultures in this world, may they always stay protected, um, who don't know modern technology, who don't live the way we live. They can be viewed as lesser in terms of intelligence, but I, w- I have said this in the past, they know more about how, how, the work, how the earth works, how ecosystems work their role in terms of being with nature, evolving with nature, not against the seasons changing. That, some can say that that is divinity. Some could say, well, that's a lack of intelligence. Uh, God doesn't want us to be savages. That's playing off of a stereotype. God, if you believe everything comes from God, everything comes from the Creator, and in my belief system that is accurate, then your intelligence also comes. No matter how limited you may perceive someone's intelligence to be, that's actually not for you to judge. But society judges it anyway. Why? Because you go to college. Does a paper really define my intelligence, or does it give you the validation that now you're comfortable to speak with me because I have a piece of paper that validates that I went through the standardized courses that measure intelligence. I therefore received a grade that was passable, and now you feel comfortable having that conversation. But let's say you wanted to have a conversation with me about biology, chemistry. I don't have a college degree in that. You may have a college degree in that. You speak to me on it, and immediately in your mindset, is it, is it to go to educate, or is it to engage in a conversation? Because once you start to go through that lines of, I'm going to educate you, I'm going to teach you, I'm going to laugh at you, because you don't realize that's a hobby for me. You paid to do that. I did this for fun. But someone said, well, you could have made a pretty buck out of it. Yeah, but I had to invest in thousands and thousands of dollars, and I know in my lifetime I won't pay back. So then someone asks you, someone on the outside would say, well, who's the bigger idiot? The one who paid all the money to go to school? Or the one who learned it for fun, didn't pay in the money, and technically, in terms of finances, is doing better off than someone who went to college? That's a hard pill to swallow. That's why we say don't judge. There's a lot of emphasis now that deals with intelligence, how smart someone is. Um, The saying used to be, work hard, and then it changed to work smart. Work smart sounds manipulative. It actually isn't, if your intention is not to be manipulative. It just means that instead of, you know, handwriting everything from a computer to a notebook, you just copy, paste, and print. It's still working hard, it's just your processes are shorter, take up less time. It's you're measuring time, not the level of work. So, what do you
what did this have to do with spirituality? I read something on dedication. I dedicated myself um, to the goddess, to the creator, to, um, I'll say it this way because it's easier, to being an omnitheist, therefore high vibrational beings in heaven who stand with the creator always. Haha. Why'd you say it that way? Because I said everything comes from the creator. No one picked it up? mean to talk to people as if they are of lesser intelligence it's not my intention but i'm trying to explain to you that everything we experience in life the good the bad the harmful the great the wonderful technically it all comes from the creator some people could say well crime uh, violence all those things you're telling me they come from god in theory they do it's now up to us to correct it it's almost like as if we have to make up for the grievance How so? We've seen it throughout history. Where we all know something is morally wrong. It's incorrect. Therefore, it shall not stand. We all know it. No matter who you are, what walk of life you come from, what color your skin is, gender, or what you identify as, you know when something is wrong. We all come to an agreement. But what happens when people get that notion of, not my problem? In certain cases, you've seen it in history, you've seen it in the terms of World War II and appeasement because World War II ended up happening. Um, but what about, let's keep it to the micro. What about in life? When you keep ignoring an injustice, keep ignoring it, keep ignoring it. It's happening, it's happening right in front of you. Keep ignoring it, keep ignoring it. It then becomes your problem. And you're forced to deal with it. What does this have to do with manipulation, lies, and God? Well... Nobody knows you, nobody knows your truth, your version of events, certain aspects and and, and situations in life. I'm talking about dedication, and I'm talking about initiations in life, and things like that. There are certain thresholds in life, religious or no, that once once you cross them, once you achieve these milestones in life, you are looked at as someone who is wiser. Anyone know what I'm talking about? talking about how old you are but here is oh you are all gonna get so annoyed with me when i say this technology is now such a massive tool used that i can literally have a conversation about biology chemistry cell walls in a plant and how they keep the structure of the plant because the plants themselves don't move they are dependent on the soil with somebody who is 19 years old And they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And they can keep up in conversation. The measurement of age in terms of intelligence is now being skewed slightly. That is not to say that someone who has a degree in this, who is maybe 20, 30, 40 years older than you, 
doesn't know more. They probably know something that technology and in, in, in the information age has forgotten because it was not deemed useful to today's time. What does that have to do with God? What does that have to do with the Creator? There's so much, there's so much information out there about divinity and religion and the divine and the divine realm and all of what everyone tries to do in terms of faith. There's collective faith, like going to church, your fellow churchgoers. And then there's the secular, you alone, the person, solitary. Neither or is incorrect. How so? Because you actually aren't the creator, so who are you to judge? That's really what it gets to, but I want to keep it within that context. I read a, I read a passage about Wicca. Growing religion. One of my biggest goals on my page is to stop people from pinning one religion against the other. You notice I talk about gods and goddesses, and then I talk about Christ as if they are the same. In my eyes, they are all to be respected, all to be understood, that they are indeed above us. people who knowingly and willingly cause harm or engage in activities that are harmful who maybe even pray to something harmful i'm not stupid spirituality does go both sides there's an upper sphere and there's a lower sphere and i'm not talking about the worlds in the context of shamanism and norse mythology where there's the different worlds and then there's the heim here and i I could drive anybody crazy with how much i know but um what about those people come on be realistic i don't associate with those people A lot of people joke about it, but I'll be really honest, in paganism, they don't recognize the harmful side that you find in Christianity, what's taught to you in the Christian religion. That's not to invalidate the Christian religion, but it's because in the pagan way, there was no notion of that. Because everything was with nature. Now, nature can be cruel, We see it in the tree of life. You see it in the circle of life. But it's to understand that it is necessary. When things are harmful, it's because it serves no real purpose. All of it is chaotic. It does not recycle the energy back to the earth or back to the divine. It just stays stagnant and it's forever a, a moment of pain. So, when you acknowledge something that is harmful, therefore lesser than divine, not in the, not in the human thing, not like, oh, this person doesn't believe in Christ, therefore he's a bad person, uh-uh. They could believe in, you know, a goddess or a god, and that does not mean they're of a lesser footing to you, they just have a different way to get to the creator. I like to think of it that way. I like to think of the creator knew that humans, people like myself, um, need options. (laughs) 
We like to choose a lot. We like to make decisions. We do it. No matter how many complicated, how complicated it could get. We do. So we have all these high vibrational beings, multiple religions, each way, all a pathway to God. If they deal with the law of cause and effect, karma, they are a pathway to the divine. That is the distinction. Any practice or path that does not mention or does not caution you against certain aspects of things, does not mention karma in some context, is generally not going to be a path towards the divine. I'm letting you know the difference right now. That is the huge difference between the divine realms and the other realms that do have a name. And at some point, I will go over all of that so it could be understood as to why I refuse to. Myself and a lot of people who normally, like, we wouldn't hang out, I would think. But who? what do I know? Would all be like, yeah, you have a point. Like, I don't care that you wear pentagrams and crosses and you have the Om symbol. I don't care. I agree with you on that. It's the common ground. The common ground we all walk on. Mm. As a psychic medium, what what can you what can you through your own gnosis? What can what can you tell about the divine? I've had the I've had the fortune of being able to receive certain gnosis on things that people have questioned, such as what happens when you pass on, when you transition. I answered that in Ask a Psychic Medium video. Uh, is there a karmic review upon transition? There is. There is a karmic review of your whole life. Really? Like, when I was seven and, like, I said something stupid and it was mean and I didn't know any better? Uh, don't be ridiculous. It's actually more your adult life, but there is. In the context of religion and faith and spirituality, you have time and time and time again to correct your mistakes. It's not to go back into the past and undo what you did, because that's impossible. It's to understand, I messed up. I am never going to do that again. I'm going to learn from what I did, the consequences, the pain, all of it, and never do that again. For some people, it's easier. You could be like me, where I'm the type of person, because I'm, I'm technically, in terms of generation in my family, I'm the youngest. So I had, I had the advantage of seeing other people make mistakes and go, ooh, I'm not going to do that. That, that, that was the advantage of being youngest. If you're the oldest, I'm so sorry to say this, you're the one who has to go first because you get tasked with being the lesson. You teach everyone by your own experiences. And then, you know, you tell people, well, don't do that. That's your role. What is... How is this supposed to help me on my journey, this life cycle? I don't care about my past life, and in many ways you can say that you don't care about your Akashic record. Um, I have encountered I have encountered clients who are like that. They're more concerned about this life, and that's fine. There's a reason why like your primary the present is what you focus on. 
The reason why some people remember their past lives and others don't is they have now been tasked to become the teacher in this life. But does that mean opening up a school or becoming a teacher and teaching people? Not really. It just means that you're meant to guide people within the context of what was defined for you in this life or what you defined for yourself. I can tell you this, that your religion, God, the Creator, uh, Ascended Master, uh, Christ, Buddha, um, they all know, like, your life. They know your life. They know how complicated it is, how easy it is. So, as long as you are technically in service of your sole purpose, you are still completing what has been tasked for you in this life. However, it may not be exactly what was supposed to be done. Like, I received a very big validation. Uh, I want to say, some at some point uh, last year, that even though I've been a psychic medium for a long time, I got told that I needed to really put my services out there. So basically, I needed to start my own business and tell the whole wide world I'm a psychic medium and help people. Like, I literally got told, like, that is my path. This is what you do. This is who you are. And there's really no arguments about it. So I said, okay. Was there a risk to it? Of course. I'm going to have people, listen, let's be realistic. I'm going to have people who are going to judge me just by the fact that I'm saying a psychic medium. I'm saying I'm a psychic medium. There are people who are going to automatically say that because she's psychic, she must be harmful. That's ignorance, but it's a reality. I have received confirmation time and time again from my formative years, from when I was very young, to up into my adult years, that I am not harmful. Like, I'm literally, I was born to be this. This is who I am. But then some people will say, well, you're so lucky. You got the answers when you're young. Lucky? Man, I've gone through some things. What does this have to do with God? Everything in terms of who you are as a person, to an extent, because there is a hard line, and I I will get to that line. Um, Is uh, basically, it's how you were meant to be. There are certain things that people will question. A lot of it has to do with the current times we are in, in terms of being really politically correct. There's ignorance, and we know we all have a problem with ignorance. Like that's just the that's the whole thing. But then there's too politically correct, where you're too worried about offending someone, and therefore your message can get lost. I've seen that happen too. A lot of people have asked things like is being psychic harmful no it's all about how you use the gift everybody has the gift you're not some are not meant to learn the gift in this life cycle that's another thing that i got told some of them are not meant to because they're not meant to teach in that capacity there are people who are psychic and 
aren't aware that they're psychic but rely on their gifts to help people and it's like for some reason i've had this happen they will reach for a service like i had a client who like wasn't aware that they were psychic and i kind of had to tell them like you're gifted that's how you've been helping people your whole life you just knew how to be there it happens more i've seen with women but i've had I've had male clients who I tell them, like, you are gifted. You're just figuring it out all now. You get called at different times in your life to have that revelation. All right, let's take a quick break. Um, I want to read something. Afterwards, I always give sincere thanks to the spirit guides for their kind assistance. I do not believe in taking magical favors, no matter how small, for granted. Do you realize that everything in the world we live in now, right now, you listening right now, listening to my podcast, there is some element or aspect of divinity. Some will call it magic. Some will call it energy. Some will call it this or that. Different labels, all the same thing. So how, how can you make the difference? How do you make the distinction? How do you tell me what's what? I'm trained to do so. I can do so. I'm a psychic medium. What does that mean for someone who isn't a psychic medium or isn't sensitive like you? It means you seek my service. Or, better yet, what I love to do, and my clients love it too, is I teach you. What? But don't you lose money? Come on, lady. How you make your money? I'm not in it squarely for the money. I'm in it because it's my job. It's my sole purpose. I got told. My job is to help people. Within, while maintaining my boundary, as in, I don't overextend myself. I have a problem with martyrdom. I said it in the, I said it in my previous episode. I've been told that in previous life cycles, I kept dying because I didn't know when to stop being nice. Yep, that was my problem. I'm being told that I can't be that way now. So, to some people, they could perceive a difference from myself last year into this year. Last year, I had to deal with personal loss. There was a pandemic, and I had to deal with a situation that needed needed me to maintain a very firm boundary. And all those situations did not go the way I wanted it to. And I had a lot to do with the fact that I went through a traumatic event. I lost somebody who raised me. Someone was important. I wouldn't be here without her. She was, you know who I'm talking about. If you follow my stuff, you already know. It's my grandmother. I love her. I love her so much. You can ask that question. I already have, like, a feeling that someone's going to ask. Do you talk to your grandmother? Um, yes, I do. Do I call on her all the time? No, I don't. Why? I'm almost busy. You know how many kids she had? I'm laughing because it's true. It's true. And that, in many ways, that doesn't allow me to move on in life. And that's something I want to touch upon. I I spoke about it in Ask a Psychic Medium video. Um, 40 days. But for us, who are still here on the physical living life, a year. People say six months, I say a year. 
before you fully move on and you should seek the uh, services of a psychic medium. I will turn you away if you told me the death just happened. Why? People say aren't what well, you're turning away money. It's not about the money, especially with mediumship. It's not about the money. Anyways. Again, God, talk to me about the creator. You're going to have to deal with people who are going to look at you and say that you are a contradiction of the church. I'm saying it plainly. That's what I would hear. The truth of the matter is I'm not. I'm not in contradiction of the church. I was literally born like this. The reason why there's texts and books that say that is that the system of that time had a fear that because they knew they were lying and they were manipulating people, that the people would figure it out and then overthrow them because they weren't speaking the word of God. Um, Throughout the ages, primarily you'll see this um, in Europe, uh, just basically the Eastern Eastern Hemisphere of the world. The name, being in service of the Creator, being in service of God, is something that is revered. It's respected. But there have been people in time who have used that as a platform to hurt people. That is why in, in now, in, in, I have said this in a previous episode, I'm an American, you have a separation of church and state, and you also have things like religious exemption. That, and it keeps going back to that, but that is to explain that the service, your religion, your spirituality, your path to God, the creator, to the divine, is personal. There are people who agree with you, so you all go to church, because that pathway they all agree to. But in it and of itself, spirituality is your own gnosis of the divine. So, no one, in essence, because I'm solitary, uh, I can walk into any church, any temple, any mosque, any any religious, and, and be at home there. That's not a problem. But no one, in essence, prays the way that I do. Because it, I literally, it, I'm taking from other religions, because they all resonated, and I put it together while paying respect to each religion. So there's a lot of people of many faiths who know of me, who would be like, oh, that's Heather, that's, you know, HGA medium. Um, yeah, she's, you know, probably here to, you know, pay respect to someone, because it's their feast day, or their day of celebration. There's people, there's people who know that, and they'll just look at me and be like... I haven't figured you out then. I'm probably not going to figure you out now. That's a nice outfit. Um, I've gotten that throughout my life. So many people say, well, what about this text about witchcraft and paganism? That's a real, let's, let's be real. Don't judge. Don't judge a person who comes from a Christian background or Catholic background, because I can really mainly speak on Catholicism, but who say, like, what about those texts? Hammer of the Witches. I won't even say it in Latin. That was targeting women. For me, when I've read all the texts, and I have, because apparently I didn't want to go out and party with my friends at that age. I wanted to um, read. Um, I read the text. I still remember it vividly. It read to me as an attack on women. It was a woman who figured out the agenda. So, because she spoke, it became this whole catastrophe. It's all type of sensationalism. 
Well, we all know what happened next. That is such a hard, a hard spot to talk about in history. Um, people say, um, how do you feel? Because you also identify as a pagan. How do you feel when people bring that up? It's not annoying. When people try to use it as a threat, it is annoying. Because first of all, it's check the country you're in that's illegal. That's that's my first thing that I would say. Second of all is keep in mind more and more people have crystals than they do Bibles. So you're now really understanding that people are under that people now know that the crystal is supposed to be with the Bible and you're supposed to read the Bible and highlight the parts that resonate with you because those are the parts of you that remember why you're supposed to be here. I can, I can put myself out of business if I keep talking. But no, it's, it's, it's not like that at all. I want people to know. I want people to understand my understand the way of thinking of how I got to this and why a lot of people uh, in my industry, in terms of spirituality, and even in the realms of science, are kind of saying the same thing within their own context. People are asking, where, how do those things happen? Why wasn't it corrected? Well, here's the thing. Humanity, us, me, human, person, you, everybody. We get tested all the time. What? Why do you have to say that, lady? It's so true. We get tested all the time. We get tasked with... not being a bystander to injustices. What happened then? What I think? Is this something that would happen now? Current thing? No, 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 no. There would... That that just wouldn't happen now. No one one can argue that fact. When injustices like that happen, it's at a smaller scale. But it's still a responsibility for people to point it out and go after those who do that. That usually is the involvement of uh, a person... uh, hopefully law enforcement, because that's the legal way to do it. I would never advise someone to do something illegally. Um, And you go through that avenue. Some people say that that's not always enough. It is enough. Because you are doing the very best that you can. But when you see an injustice, no matter who you are, take those appropriate steps. Do what you need to do so that injustice is known. So that this does not happen. That's really the goal. There's always somebody who unfortunately has to be that precedent. And then everyone has this unique ability to learn from that incident. Heather, where is God? Why are you talking about things that are painful and hurtful? I'm telling you that that is the moment where I believe, and this is my gnosis of of how I lived my life, that I'm waiting for it because God lives in all of us, technically. There's a time when you'd be called to act. Okay. So I'm going to shift gears a little bit. So, how did you... I've mentioned multiple times how I became an omnitheist. How I had that belief. 
how I got to that point, that knowing that everything in the universe is connected. Everything, every religion is connected, some way, somehow. There are one of the biggest things that connects all religions, and I say this, is archangels in heaven. What? I've said this. I've covered this. Literally, I've, co- I've covered this in the Kundalini Healing episode. I've covered this in or my earlier episodes, uh, Mediumship and What's This All About. I've covered a lot of it. But that was one of the biggest notions that I figured out way back when. That when I saw, when I read the part of when uh, Gabriel, Archangel in Heaven, says to Mother Mary, you're going to bring forth, you know, Christ, right? Deliver this amazing message, a moving message. Um, But then he's also a guardian of the watchtower. I started thinking, well, it's the same one. How does this work? And then I started picking up, I started doing my homework, I started doing the research. Christianity, Judaism wouldn't be around without paganism because paganism is literally working with nature. Judaism and Christianity and, 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 and Islam, all of it, is working with nature. But you have a central point, you have a central figure. And it's monotheistic, which people are saying monotheistic is the belief of one God. But then I remember asking... Well, if belief in one God, why do people believe in Christ so much? People are saying that that was the creator. So I said, oh, so he does intervene. So he does, he does, he does care. Some people say, you know, that was that was his son, that who. But the way I read it was, son of God, and then people pray to Christ, as he if as if he was the creator. Therefore, he was the creator. That's how my logic goes. But um, some people can disagree. But it was in that moment that I said, okay, well, where else? Where else can I find the creator in history? And I become a real nerd. I say that because when most people at, at that time, at that age, were concerned about going out and having friends and doing all sorts of things. Not saying that I never partied, because I can party. Um, this is what was keeping me up at night. My grandmother was a very, very, very devout woman. She used to say constantly, God, how can I be in service of you? When I was younger, I didn't fully understand how devout she was. It was only to when I was older, and I want to say in my, in my earlier 20s, I fully understood how devout she was. Probably still is. I will not call her to ask. <laughs> but, um... In those times where we don't fully understand 
certain things, circumstances, events, situations in our life, uh, history even, like, why did this happen? Why did no one speak out? Or why is this happening now? Why is there this, this struggle, this battle? Why is there a focus on, like, being disinterested in love and being, like, so disassociated from feeling emotion that it's cool to kind of just not care? It's not, it's not cool to not care. These are the things that I think about now. Is what happened to all of us? People are people are going to automatically blame technology, and there is some validity to that. But I want to, because there is a whole point to this podcast. But I want to put some emphasis on: Do you notice that there's a difference between minding your business and caring about a cause? Explain, woman. Give me a second. Fun fact. I got asked by a client, are you less spiritual because you smoke? No, it's to understand that you have addiction. Once you know you have an addiction, you can literally say, like, to your spirit guide, to the divine realm, like, I can't focus unless I have a cigarette, and they know this, and they'll be like, go buy yourself a pack of cigarettes, but don't complain when you're coughing later. We don't want to hear it. That's my, that's my thing. It does not make you less spiritual. Uh, if you live in an urban environment, it does not make you less spiritual. If you live on a farm, it does not make you less spiritual. I just want to get rid of that, um, that ideology, this image of what spirituality is. Listen, there could be someone who lives a very, very rough life. It could be the most spiritual person you have ever met. There's real people out there who, like, they'll tell me, and I'm like, you're a really spiritual person. They said, how did you get that? And it's not using my gifts or anything like that. I don't read anyone without their permission. But, um, they will say something to me, or they will reference a text, and I'll be like, oh my goodness, you are in service. I don't know if you're cognitively aware of it, but you are. And they look at me, and they'll be like, what? You mean I'm sweating, and doing all this stuff, and I'm I'm not I'm not uh, not spiritual. I tell them you are very spiritual. You just perceive divinity in a different way, but I recognize how you perceive it. Other people are saying, well, what if they don't recognize it? The people who don't re- who don't recognize spirituality uh, from a different context. Someone who you know someone's not negative or whatever. They could be pagan, Jewish, Christian, whatever. But that look at their profession. They could be a cop. They could be a lawyer. They could be a doctor. They could be a teacher in various environments that they have to adhere to to survive. It's very complicated. It's very complex. Um, does not make them less spiritual. Why do you get looked at differently? I have I have gotten asked that in groups. Um, and it's mostly, it's really out of genuine, like... Because people talk to me and they say, you're so likable, you're so wonderful. I will always have that hanging over me. You're a psychic. And then comes the subtext. You're a female. There's the other subtext. You're a woman of color, you're Dominican. And then there's that other subtext, be like, what do you know from closed practices? And then there's the other part was... You must know harmful stuff. Like, how'd you get all the way from there just by one conversation? So let me answer a couple questions. 
Am I aware of harmful things? Of course I am. How else do I teach protection and healing work? In order to heal, I have to know what caused the harm. It's a lot harder to heal something than it is to break something. It's actually one of the most difficult services I provide. Please note, I am not a certified medical professional. I, I always keep doing that. But um, it is one of the most difficult services that I provide. Because I have to understand what hurt you. So I took time to study uh, camp practices, complementary alternative medicine, all on my own. I honestly, I should have went to school. I'd have so many papers, but I did this on my own. I took the time to learn Reiki. I took the time to learn things that were taught within my family. I took the time to learn so many, so many forms of healing. If I were to sit here and list them all, it's on its own podcast. And I did, in essence, cover the big branches in the Kurundera healing services. So, some I've been asked, well, if you're a healer, why do people would look at you less than? There are so many people who look at healers, and depending on how they approach something, they can be judged for it. Reiki is like an accepted practice now. But there was a time when acupuncture really wasn't, but now it's like a useful thing. I think your insurance could actually cover it. Your health insurance. Um, I get a lot of questions of, can you be, uh, do you be certified to practice Reiki? In the state that I'm in, in the state of New York, Reiki is recognized as energy healing, therefore you're not physically touching somebody don't have to be certified but it's cool if you have a certification you look more uh, you're you're more recognized but that is the last time that I actually looked that law up um, so where's this all going can we get back to the creator can we get back to why we are here we are here at this time now because we're supposed to be here Heather you're so effing mean Ooh, I almost swore because I can almost like understand why why people say that. But what about the people who were here last year and aren't here this year? Make an explanation. Some people will say, and I've heard other psychic mediums say it. Correction. There was an imbalance somewhere. If you want to talk about the grand scheme of things, the grand scale, I would get to that conclusion too. But that does not offer condolences, sympathy. That doesn't help the person who's suffering from a loss. So if a person were to ask me individually, what was, why did that person pass on? And I tell them because they were meant to, that that was their path. They tend to be more receptive because it's still accurate. However, when you put that broad picture of so many people who passed on, and then you tell them it's a course correction, they're going to look at you like you are a mean, cold individual. That's kind of when you have to use a little discretion and discernment and to understand that what was the function of last year? How can you say it in a way that resonates with everybody? To me, it taught everyone a valuable lesson. To not take things for granted. Because we did. We still do. We, I think some of us are back to it. We had to become reliant 
on you know governing bodies uh, to assist us and something that unless you were part of that industry and oddly enough I have been part of the medical industry so I did kind of know what was going on and understood um, from that employment history because I've worked in that industry um, a lot of people's way of life changed You're asking a lot for people to operate on faith when there's a big shift like that. What do you say in terms of where was God then? Where was the creator then? Where's divine faith then? What does this have to do with us being here? Tie it all together and make it make sense. Because I understand you. Okay, I'm going to make it make sense. Last year had to happen. Why? Because this was something we could not prevent. You couldn't prevent it. You have to think of the time we're in, okay? Mass transportation, mass travel, people talk to each other all the time. I'm not too far away from a borough, okay? So while I may live in a high populous area, it does not compare to, like, a borough in New York. And if you're not familiar with New York, (laughs) I do have to say it. That's Staten Island, Manhattan, Queens, Brooklyn, Bronx, okay? I'm not too far away. These are highly condensed areas, okay? Now, if I say Manhattan, you're going to think New York City. Not too far away from it. So, what does that mean in terms of the people, the rest of us, who were left behind? Who lost someone last year? I lost someone last year. It actually wasn't to the pandemic. That's what made it even more awkward. does that mean for the rest of us okay we are hurting financially you may be hurting emotionally you may be hurting spiritually some people couldn't go to church that affected them okay um, everyone's experiencing this type of pain we all suffered a moment of controlled chaos what chaos what are you talking about we couldn't we couldn't go out yeah it was controlled chaos this happened so suddenly, like there was talks about it and then it like happened. Everybody freaked out a little bit. There was a lot of people who said, I'm not wearing a mask, I'm gonna do what I want. Of course, you know, they technically didn't have the right to do it, but they did so anyway. Um. What does that have to do about the rest of us? We were meant to witness. It's my understanding. This is my own understanding of last year. We were meant to witness, to understand that the life we lead, the life we have now, is fragile and delicate. The system that we are all a part of is fragile and delicate. It actually requires our direct input sometimes. That means going to vote, going to organizations that uh, assist in things that you believe in, that cater to your beliefs, it really highlighted that some of us are coasting by. And when you are not actively participating in events or situations that require your input, and it's generally for the highest good of all, you are doing yourself a disservice and you're actually doing other people a disservice. It sounds like a voting PSA, but in many ways it is. Um, Given 
given uh, what I was going through last year in terms of suffering a personal loss, uh, had my previous employer in the, in, the, in the healthcare industry called me and asked me to come back to work, I would have because I understood what was happening. I knew that. But that call never came. But that, that could have been a high possibility. I received a call from an employer I had, you know, years ago that said, hey, we're struggling. Can you and, you know, and, the, and, the, and your partner, I'll be transparent. That's how we met. Was that work? Um, can you guys come back? They would have called. I have a very, very high belief we both would have been like, all right, we get it. We'll do it. In many ways, it's being called to a higher service. A lot of people that had to go through that. There were nurses from other states coming into New York because we were a hot, uh, a hot spot. Um, California was too. Um, and a lot of people, you know, would be scared to do that. But had I, had I received a phone call like that or anybody from the industry said, we need your services, I, you know, I wasn't working. Um, for a good portion of it and neither was my partner so we would have we'd have been like hey you know what it's an income and we're helping people you know it's what you know he and i actually do very best it's one of the things we bonded over was the fact that we both like to help people Again, can you please focus on what does this have to do with us being here now? Now, right now. I'm talking about 2021. What does this have to do with us right now? What I'm going through. That's the person who's really struggling. It might not be you who actually is listening, but there could be someone who's listening who's like, I am going through it, lady, and I need you to tell me something. Tell me something profound. Shake my world up. I need to hear it. I need to hear it from you. telling you you are going through two two aspects of your journey the one that you created for yourself and the one that is lined out for you laid out for you in this life so you're saying that there is destiny and then there's fate and then there's you create your own destiny and you create your own fate it's not like that you are you you have a purpose you serve a purpose that is divine in order Right? Let's put it within the religious context. It's divine and ordered. Right. What you choose in this life, you were in essence guided to. Alright? When something no longer resonates, and this usually happens career-wise, and I am living proof of it, you can't hold the job. Now, I'm a little bit on the stubborn side. I didn't figure that out till like last year that I was supposed to go into business for myself. (laughs) I'm finally doing what I think all my guides and what everyone else around me was kind of telling me, like, you should go into business, oh, whatever, no, I like making concrete money all the time. No, um, you should go into business and do this like that. And no, I just, I liked making money. That's why I didn't finish college. That's why I dropped out after a year. Was I got a job and I saw, well, all this stuff that I'm learning in school, I can learn on my own for fun. That's my logic.
so what about the rest of us like you know your your, your journey you know your path you know where where you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing what about the people whose whole life changed because of last year what about the people who are gifted like yourselves in an industry that's starting to become saturated because my industry is becoming saturated but usually a lot of people don't have the heart or the stomach for it constantly um one of the things i will say to you is take last year as an opportunity as painful as it is to say you got to shift that perspective into something positive you are now have the biggest opportunity to do what was laid out for you in in complete like no confusion all right for some you know there is that part of me that's like book a reading book an akashic reading with me i'll do a past life for free i'm gonna remember and write this down i'll do an akashic reading for you and a past life reading for free to show you to show you that continuity the consistency of your soul's journey One of the quick ways you can figure this out on your own, what you're meant to do, it does not require any divination to it, is I need you to sit down. I need you to get a pen and a paper. I need you to draw a line down that piece of paper. You're going to do pro and you're going to do cons. What you used to do, how great it was. What you used to do, how bad it was. If it was a lot on the con column, then you that's not your path. And you can do that logically. But in that... When you do that, you will figure out your purpose. You will figure it out. So what did you do? So I'll give you my example. After a long, wonderful year in customer service, years, I should say, it's about like 10 years, so technically I'm still in customer service, um, I got tired for working for other people. I'm actually starting to figure out a little bit. I don't want to say that that's the case definitively because I don't know. Things could change. Um, I want to be my own boss. I know in essence how to run a business because in my previous years of employment, I was trusted with information on the, how, to, how to keep a business afloat. Like, I've had supervisors tell me that you are so incredibly intelligent that you can figure out these things. And then they would give me the responsibility of figuring out something important. And then I would do it nerve, like completely nerve-wrecked. Because, oh my goodness, like I knew how important this was. Give it back to my supervisor. My supervisor would look at it and say, that's amazing. Like, and you did that in a half hour. Did that create something in that environment where people started to view me as different, differently? Yes. Did some view me as competition? That's accurate. Did some view me as, you know, really caring about whom I worked for? They did. And I think that's when uh, upper management and things like that really understood how my mind worked. That I will do anything. Because once I, when I agree to work for somebody, for me... It's like, I treat it as if it is my own company. That's always been my biggest issues when I've worked in environments that were not conducive to my spiritual growth or my mental growth. So, I should, I honestly, if I would have stayed in the healthcare industry, I would have done very, very well. But everything happens for a reason. I got guided to do this, and then I got the validation last year, like, no, 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 this was what you were supposed to be doing. So why you keep, you know, this customer on the phone and they're telling you, that someone passed away and you're consoling them on company time 
Um, it's because you were meant to do this. So I laugh when I think of that because I, I didn't really get in trouble in certain places. But when I worked in call centers, they were like, you literally have a quota. And I would get so angry and annoyed. I'd be like, that woman's dog just died. And you're talking to me about a quota? She sounds suicidal. I'm like, I'm ready to call someone. Management couldn't get too angry at me when I phrased it that way. But that's that's what I dealt with. Do you know how many people have told me things over the phone? And I'm just like, you really don't know me. And I just, I just need to know, are you going to pay this on time? Or do you need like another week? So you make the list. And that's how you're going to figure out if you're doing your sole purpose. If you're doing what, you're, what was laid out for your soul. You make the list and it turns out you're, you were doing what you were supposed to be doing. But now you have to either stay in that same industry or be in a new industry. But somehow something that caters to the same thing. Like a realm, an arena. So, in essence... essence I've always been in customer service so I've stayed in my arena of what I'm comfortable with I know how to talk to people I know how to counsel people I know how to listen to people I know how to do that I'm very good at that it's very rare in my 10 years maybe a little bit more that you will find a customer or a client that has something negative to say about me um, I'm very good at handling types of conflicts um, or challenges within that as long as I'm well-informed. When I'm not well-informed and I sound like I don't know what I'm talking about on the phone, the customer has every right to be upset. And that's not a reflection of me, that's a reflection of the company. So I've been very grateful for the, for the most part, most of the companies I've ever worked for have trained me diligently. To this very day, anybody from, uh, especially my first long-term job could call me and be like, I have a question. I'll be like, I got no problem. I can answer that right now. That's how good it is. When you have that, that... I stayed within my arena. I happen to know about spirituality, self-taught, but I have been taught, I've had teachers who've taught me things as well. So I'm very grateful on those two aspects. Um, one of the other things you can kind of figure out is ask yourself what you've always wanted to do. Now, there's people who are like, well, I've always wanted to be a singer, I've always wanted to be a dancer, I want to be a lead singer in a band, rock star, musician. Well, there's no time like the present, first and foremost. What I will tell you right now is sensationalism and visuals sell. So, we, we can't help that. That's a human thing. That has to do with uh, going back to... I want to say, I can't give you the year because I'm already straying off my topic but water we like shiny objects why because when we before we knew modern society in ancient times when we saw something shiny in the distance that meant that there was water Ooh, we're gonna live that's why we like shiny objects little fun fact you can look it up too so if you want to as an artist i can tell you that um 
you have to have something visually appealing to coincide with the artwork. Music's artwork, music is creation, but you need to like spruce it up a bit. It's hard. It's very hard, but you have to stay dedicated to it. You can't give up on it. You got to keep going, keep going, and keep going till you reach that level of success. Success is determined by you, though, especially in that industry. It's determined by you. There's artists who have done things independently. There's artists who needed help. But you have a unique way of being discovered. It's not like how it was in the past where you needed a record label or a record label manager to find you and be like, ooh, you have a great voice. And be like, oh, okay, success. You have the ability to kind of do that on your own and really make a name for yourself independently. I actually prefer that because it's just you and the artist. But I also like, you know, popular music and things that are corporate endorsed that can help it. They know what sells. So, can we get back to the creator part? How do I know I'm in service? Half the time, and you're going to laugh when I say this, most people don't know they are in service already. And it could be someone who's not in a service-related industry per se. It could be that this is your job and you make money, but when you go out and volunteer or when you even go out to the bar and give advice day in and day, like if you're that person, and I'll tell you one thing, I was that person, that was a sign. Um, someone gets drunk and starts telling you all their problems and you start counseling them and then you end up being their ride home, you know. Uh, that's you being in service and you don't realize it because it's inconveniencing you but you understand your value um signs and omens how do you know you're on the right path synchronicities are the biggest ones divine numbers that's what they're called i call them synchronicities because some people will say it's the universe's numbers there's so many ways to label them there are so many ways the biggest ones that you'll see and it's always the triple digits 111-222-333-444-555-777 why did i skip that one because when you see that one uh you're not in alignment to your highest good a lot of people say universe it's actually your highest good your path People say that when they when they think of divine numbers, when they think of divine numbers, and they think of the grander scale, it's actually your path. So when I get three three three, I'm being told to move forward, but that's just me. So when you get 555, which means change, that's a change for you. Sometimes, if you cater too much to thinking of uh, past or past events or past people, you'll get hit with that three-digit number that we won't say, that people like to make fun of on the internet, but then when I see it, I'm like, oh, if only you knew. Um, you can get another number that's going to tell you 
that. And that number is 411. You're manifesting your thoughts with your feelings. So it has multiple meanings, but when you see that and you're thinking about your past, it's you're manifesting your thoughts and your feelings. It's because you're feeling something that doesn't make sense. And your guides in your life are telling you, wrong like no like we get that you're healing and you're going through something emotional but you're actually incorrect and therefore do not need to think of your past because your past is not helping your present so stop thinking about it when you are engaging in a harmful thinking pattern or willing to engage in a harmful action you will get that big triple digit number that's three plus three and then you see it like that still can't say it but i'm being told not to something in my gut is saying don't say it i'm gonna listen to my intuition That has to do with your own journey. So if, let's say, I'm with someone, and you see, oh look, I saw that number, or look, I saw that divine number, I'm like, oh, that's meant for you, because if I was supposed to see it, I would've saw it. That's another way that you're being guided to your path, your life's journey. As a psychic medium, how do you deal with this notion, these signs, these omens, these beliefs? And you have to deal with skeptics, non-believers, people who will look at you differently because you are a psychic medium. How do you deal with all that encompasses? How do you deal with someone who's been spiritual uh, recently, who just became into spirituality, who are older? How does that happen? How does that work? You get called when you're meant to. It's you, no one tells you, I mean, unless you seek a service from a psychic medium or someone who is a spiritualist, um, you achieve it when you are meant to. What does that mean to people who seek it out on their own? I was called at a very, very, very young age into spirituality. I couldn't help it. From films like The Craft, from shows like Buffy, Charmed, just mind you, way too young, X-Files, to where was the supervision? I better not say anything now because, you know, my mother will tell me she's a damn good mother and I'm not going to argue with her. Um, there's a lot of validity to that. Um, all of these things, I enjoyed them as a kid. Um, I cannot tell you what... Um, what the character Fox Mulder was. Like, how I saw this person who just never fit in, and I, I related to that. As a kid, I even understood that. And then I've seen all of these shows that dealt with elements of spirituality. Um, when Charm ended, I found solace in a show called Supernatural, but I actually stopped watching it uh, around season seven when it was on air. I have since caught up, I caught up last year, because uh, the show was actually ending, and I said, oh my goodness, this show has literally um, been on for so long that like I forgot about it, and so I had to see the final episode. Um, 
I've been called to it my whole life. There's people who are like that. They can't help it. It's because they're meant to do something in this field. They're meant to be in that, in that spiritual realm. Some people become paranormal investigators. Some people become um, psychic mediums because they were, they were gifted at an early age. Some become just psychics and they use their gifts in other, in other ways. Um, all within the context of spirituality. Um, but you, you can figure that out. Then there's people who, how do I say it? They watch these programs or they watch reality TV. I can name a couple of psychic mediums who are on reality TV who, um, who made it. Uh, cool to be that and so you look up to him and then they decide to do it and then they realize it's a lot of hard work you don't become proficient and knowledgeable and I don't I don't speak to myself in in an egotistical way I know a lot because I've studied since a young age if I literally were to provide you the real number half of the people wouldn't believe me there's other people who will validate that there's other people will tell you oh yeah like that's her um, that's not to say that you can't learn it's to say that you have to be patient and I've seen that in communities where people are trying to figure out their sole purpose and then they figure out oh they're supposed to be doing this but then they get angry because you don't know where to start do I start with astrology do I start with paganism and what does Judeo-Christian texts have to do with paganism and the watch terrorism why is Gabriel in all these other texts like I already figured this out at a young age so in many ways you have to be patient with yourself if you want to focus on spirituality but what about the signs what did the signs tell you you might not be meant to in this life and it's meant to be a personal journey for you and that's okay too my understanding and I will eventually get the text to validate it because there's some people who are going to get upset and I don't mean to make anybody upset there is a number of people who get called to do what I do it's is it an exact number no it always it always changes it fluctuates but uh, certain certain uh, certain cycles have an allotted number of people who facilitate that cycle I am called as one of them. I'm a psychic medium. I'm the one that tells you your cycle ending in your life. You need to adjust. You need to evolve. Stay away from stagnation. That's my job to do that. And I have to, of course, because I don't have certification. Actually, I do have certifications. I don't have degrees. I don't have formal schooling. I have to tell you that I'm not a certified medical professional. I'm not a legal professional. I have to have my legalities up. But that is my job. If you're a spiritual person, my job is to tell you these things. Okay? And I have to tell them honestly. I have to tell you the truth. I won't lie to a client. I will tell a client how it is. Sometimes I have to take, you know, take into consideration if it's something emotional like mediumship, that that message has to be delivered with care. Right. So when you hear that, um, you'll hear some psychic mediums, astrologers, readers say a message for the collective 
I've always taken it as in the collective of this time, right now. So they're talking to me, they're talking to other uh, psychic mediums, other, astro- other spiritualists who know what they're supposed to be doing, and they're doing it. When you see a reading for the masses, general public, that's everybody. I used to do readings for the collective, and I still do. Um, in certain groups, I will still do, because that means the majority of the group are psychics or psychic mediums. When I do a reading for general, it's literally for everyone because this is affecting everyone. But then there are certain things that only affect uh, spiritualists, such as myself. So, um, some people get upset. I mean, everyone wants to be included in something. But I will tell you, the amount of responsibility that I have not everyone can do it. There are times where I've even had moments. There are moments. There are moments, and I actually do get a little upset about it, where I have to get up. And, you know, I'm sitting at the, on the edge of my bed, and I am like... There's people that I need to talk to, and they're usually going through something terrible in their life. And you can always tell by the cyclical energy changes when that happens. It doesn't really happen a lot now. It happens usually in, like, December, January for me. There are, like, you don't understand the responsibility that weighs on you. you. People talk to you about these heavy moments of their life. I've had clients cry throughout an entire session. Now, I'm in, I'm, I have, I'm a Pisces, so I'm intuitive, okay? I can understand when a client is showcasing a series of emotions that would raise a level of concern in me as somebody who's under, who understands psychology who has dealt with elements of psychology personally. A lot of the advice I give is either from professionals, certified medical professionals, or from experiences that I have had. And I, and I totally disclose that. But there's a lot of weight that is involved. When you make that choice to become psychic and or to be a psychic medium, there is. There's laws that you have to learn. There's laws that you have to learn. Don't think for a second you are not governed by a superior force above you. That is the divine realm. I say that. You can take that as my own gnosis. There may be some people who disagree, but that's not the, that's not the norm. There's a lot of people who agree that there is a superior force that governs all. And if you are religious, you're already ahead of the game. Because that is. Um, um, one of the things I do have to say is, uh, and I've said it earlier, not everyone's meant to be psychic. Sometimes there's moments where you have that intuition and you're like, oh, I totally like knew that was going to happen. There it could be incidences where like it feels otherworldly or magical. Those happen. That's everyday life. Um, but when people say to me, "Oh, I want to do what you do," 
and I provide that Akashic service. And then I'm getting told that's not what they're supposed to be doing. They're actually supposed to be a doctor. I tell them, well, you probably are gifted, but you're not meant to utilize it in the way that you think. Being psychic does not make you powerful in the way of, like, context of entertainment. That's like a problem with shows like, uh, fantasy shows, like the show Supernatural, where they used a lot of real information, but the way that it was put out, I knew was inaccurate. So a lot of the text that they used, a lot of the information that was put out was accurate, but the way the show used it was inaccurate. I can think of many episodes where I'm like, that's not how it works, but okay. But then there's certain things where I'm like, okay, you know, yeah, there's a little accuracy to that. Um, I'm actually just going to do this right now. Uh, seasons one through five, the information is for the most part accurate. The information's accurate. The execution isn't. Um, certain things like um, battles on Earth using people in that context, no. Uh, we have to deal with our own stuff, but we can ask for divine assistance. Like that, that wouldn't happen. That was literally for, that was creative license. Um, um, a lot of the symbols that they used are are correct but not necessarily in the context of how they used it so i mean that show did its homework but it was really like that's the only thing i'll say to people if you watch that show and that's why you want to get into paganism and witchcraft and anything like of that nature or study spirituality take a hard second and understand that that's a tv show that's not actual reality if you want to talk to me about that TV show and how accurate it is in terms of the real world, I can do that for you. But uh, you're gonna you're gonna be heartbroken because I'm gonna tell you like, nope, that was used incorrectly. Nope, that's not how you use that. Nope, um, that was a great episode though. I will say that because I did enjoy the show. Um. I'm surprised that people, like, ask, like, is there, like... I, I think I've had seen people ask that. Like, is there, like, a, like, a secret, like, Hunter's Guild? Like, Sam Dean and, you know, Bobby and John Winchester. Like, are they all, like, is there an underground thing like that? Um, no. They're actually called Paranormal Investigators. I'm so sorry. I had to, I had to. I know there's some people who might be heartbroken. They're like, one day. And I'm like, no, that doesn't really exist. I have never seen it. Um, but there are paranormal research societies that cater a lot to that. That's something you could always get into if that's a career path. It, does it pay well? It depends. But I don't really know. I never really have joined a paranormal research society, but I've, I've listened to them. I've spoken to people who are part of that. And it is great work that they do. But um, I, I mentioned it in Ask a Psychic Medium video. If a paranormal investigator team were to call me and they need to find out if a certain energy is there, I can do that. I am proficient at that. But um, I'm not a paranormal investigator. That's a lot of work and a lot of equipment that's expensive, um, to my knowledge. Um... Anyways, back to the creator. There's divine planning. I, I, I've always believed that. That's the basis of faith. 
one of the things that people have to understand that sometimes things aren't happening to you, they happen for you. I had a huge wake-up call last year. Like, stop coasting by through life. Pursue what we told you to do years ago. <laughs> That's what I got. There was a, mess- a huge message. We told you to do this like three years ago and you just started now? You know how behind you are? Oh yeah, you get that. I'm not upset about that. But I have been told, like, you like you got the sign, like, in 2017? 2018, I think? Or 20... I think it was 2017. That uh, I was supposed to start HGA Medium. Like, publicly. I was always doing it privately and not, like, really caring. Like, oh, you want me to read your tarot cards? You know, I'm not a doctor. Don't sue me. Like, I was kind of blasé about it. But now... Like, I really got told, like, you really need, like, this is your primary focus, just so you know. And it is. Has this changed uh, how I practice privately? It has. Because I primarily, I'm always working. But this is just to show you that when you make this decision, there is a responsibility to it. Some people will ask, like, can you use this for personal gain? And that is a little bit of, like, that show reference. Of course you can, but you can't harm anyone while doing it. That's, what no, that's like, the part that, like, people who are, like, on a power trip with it that they think that makes them more powerful are not understanding. Like, you can't harm people while doing it. Because if abundance and blessings come from above, then you can't break the golden rule. Karma. So, basically, this whole podcast episode is about your path in last year and how it may have deviated. Um, in many ways, um, my I've, I got knocked off my path last year. It had to do with a certain a certain a certain event. Um, it had to do with uh, the global event, and it had to deal with the passing of a loved one. So I had three things going on. Are you on course? That's what I always ask myself. Am I back on course? I've been told that I am. Do not let anything deter me. Because nothing can. I get told and reassured all the time that I am doing what I am supposed to be doing. And that this is my path. That this is what I was supposed to be doing then. And therefore, now that I'm doing it, you really think that, like, something's going to get in the way of that? Like, no, we've been wanting you to do this. Like, I got, like, a very stern, like, this is what you do. But people ask that. They want... They want that. They want that clear-cut... They want that clear-cut definition. And what if I told you sometimes you are it? 
sometimes you're not meant to you're not meant to uh, do what others are doing sometimes you're meant to pave your own path and what does that mean to those who want to be seen it's meant that maybe your hobbies and your activities are what you're going to actually be doing in the next life cycle and then this life cycle you still got to work out from something from a previous life cycle so that means you stay in that industry or you stay in that environment people get confused by that but there is real validity to that we all have a role to play anyways Am I going to do another part to this? I am. Actually, I'm going to maybe take the time to kind of break down a little bit the mechanics of spirituality. I'm actually going to do it in the in the Catholic context. I don't want to say Christianity because it's very, very broad. But I want to do it in the Catholic context of how, if you are very religious, how you know within the Catholic context if you are serving the highest good, if you are serving your own purpose. And serving your own purpose never harms anyone. Anyways... Also, if you're interested in booking an Akashic read or in a past life read, I am taking, it's, they're both incorporate the tarot. I am taking appointments. So by all means, send me a message. Um, send me a message. I would love to do one. And if you heard this podcast and you want to know more about something, by all means, send me, the, send me a message. I have no problem asking questions. I am doing that spiritual advice for the month of October. I had the breaks. I mentioned it in the video. I think it was $5, $10, $15, and then 30 so quick correspondence questions on things um that's the five dollar ten dollar mark uh you send me everything you have and i basically i have to put everything together for you um that's why i'm charging you for it but if you just have a question like what's the best moon phase to do a certain work or what does christ have to do with this aspect that i saw come up in paganism that's been happening i've been doing it too uh, if you have a question like that, I won't charge you. Just send me a message and, you know, I'll answer it. Um, but if you want to, if you want it to be in the context of your own faith and your own spirituality, that technically is a service, that would be $15 because you're going to have to tell me about yourself so that I can help you out. Um, anyways, I love everybody. Thank you so much for listening.